This is Petey Page. I am Mike. J-Mac. Brutal Dudes. And today, we have a special guest, the hilarious and talented comedian Andy Fiore. Welcome hey, to the boys. podcast, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. How's everybody? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty sure Pete's a little bit deaf right now. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. He's got headphones on, so I saw when Jimmy did the intro, I saw him kind of reel in terror. <laughs> I, I've got this gaming headset, so it's fucking great when I'm playing video games, but like when someone's yeehawing into my ear, I just want to die. Like, yeah. it's a, does that does that not come up a lot during gaming sessions? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I that's, that's hear thirteen year olds calling me the n word clearly. Yeah, yeah, I hear thirteen year olds telling me they're gonna fuck my mom. Super clear. What <laughs> a finger bang your whole life, bro. Um. So we have we have a couple things we wanted to talk to you about. How do you transition from me to finger finger <laughs> whole life, bro? <laughs> dark places. Great segue. Um, <laughs> the first question we want to ask you, Andy, is uh, how do you feel about Jared Leto? How do I feel about Jared Leto? I like the Let Man. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're mortal enemies, he and I. All right. I hate him. Yes, I love it. I love it. Perfect. Enemies of my friends are my enemies, right? Yes, dude. Yes. What did did, is it? Was there? What's the? Is it? Was there a specific? Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a specific beef you had with uh, JL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were when I was. We did it. We we talked about it in a previous episode. But I was at a concert when I was younger, and he was coming through the crowd because he's thirty seconds to Mars. That's his band, right? And uh, he elbow jacked me in the back. And I didn't know who he was at the time. So I turned around and like, we were like, kind of like taking a fight. And then he got up on stage and it <laughs> progressed after he got up on stage, I was booing him. And I was, I tend to be fairly obnoxious when I boo people, uh, especially Earth. back then. It's the Philly. It's a Philly <laughs> yeah, thing. I, yeah. I gave him the Philly. That's, that's basically what I did. So I booed him really bad and he got real mad and, and pretentious and was like, I'm going to leave the stage. And then oh, I was like, fuck so, off Leto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, you pussy, I hate you, you suck. Uh-huh. And then he's like, yeah. And he was like, go to pick a fight. And then the security stepped in and I was like, ah. So yeah, it was, it was, of course. It was but ever since then, everything I watch of his and say that sucks, I put like a hooju on him. So he hasn't, like, everything has been terrible that he's released since then. And Good. it's great when he, when he dies in movies, which is, you know, very morbid of me, but I, whatever, I don't care. Oh, yeah. That fucking Joker was brutal. That was him, right? Yep. Suicide yes. Squad Joker. Oh, it War worked. War. He, Nicholas Cage was great. I was I was glad that he blew up on heroin and and died in that movie. <laughs> you know, I was I, that was actually I cheered. Um, and then Morbius cried. was just hideous. Yeah, I. Uh, all right, you turned me around. I, I'm now That's trying cute. to think in my Leto library. Yeah, I don't know if he's yeah. If he's Every, done that's anything, the thing. he's like one of those. Enjoying. He's like one of those secret guys where he's like. Everyone's like, yeah, no, I like him. And then you think back to what he's done and you're like, what the fuck do I really like that he you did? You totally one aided me. I'm with you now. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Massive W. Jared, let no. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, that's a shirt. That is an absolute shirt. Jared, let no. I don't no. know if it should be. <laughs> oh, no, dude. We're, we're going hard. <laughs> we go hard. You know, you're from Jersey. We're, Absolutely, we baby. So you were, you're from, um, you're from Orristown? Marstown, New Jersey, uh, not too far outside of Manhattan, about an hour away. 
And uh, yeah, I went to Villanova University, too. So I, they don't like, you know, being associated with Philadelphia or vice versa. But I know the area. Pretentious yeah, we, Fox. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I, I they call us the Rhode Jared Leto's of universities. They, they, they exactly. are. I was, so I went to the sister school of them, which is uh, Rosemont, uh -huh, which uh -huh. is right behind there. And man, going to go to bars. Like I, <laughs> I remember this one time we were at a bar and uh, I met this girl who was a veterinarian and she was about to do a C-section on a giraffe the next day. <laughs> Which is just such a cool thing yeah. to meet a chick that I, I was like, this is so fascinating. What the fuck? And the Villanova guys were like, stop trying to hit on her, bro. And I'm oh, like, she's about yeah. to cut into the vagina of a fucking giraffe. You don't think that's cool? Porn setups got weird. <laughs> <laughs> also, what are you doing at the bar? You got to prep for surgery. Well, I mean, I think she was Be responsible. <laughs> I think she was working. So that's even better. Like. You're making money off of the people that are idiots, and then you go and fucking. I mean, uh, it's a giraffe. Like, yeah, you I, can make a few mistakes. <laughs> There's, well, that's why they have spots. Honestly, you just do it while it's standing. You can just climb right up under there. And just I know. Go for it. You're good. Absolutely. You don't need a step <laughs> stool or nothing. Yeah, get a reclining chair and stuff. So when you yeah. when you found out you were coming on the show, were you like, I wonder how much giraffe vagina we're gonna have? <laughs> I, I prepped. I did my homework. <laughs> nice. That's fair. Um, so you're also so I remember I saw uh, you were in that uh, the, the, the documentary on uh, Action Park. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're, you're uh, a fellow veteran. <laughs> yeah, you have you were have you been? Oh yeah, yeah. So you like, know all the tales. It was you know Vietnam. You'd come home with fucking oh, cuts and scrapes and bruises and shell shocked and war stories. But it yeah, was dude. super. It was also super fun. Like I was, you know, a kid when it closed. I was 15, I think, when it closed, 16. And uh, you don't really think anything of it when you're that age. You know, you've got breaks uh, and scrapes and cuts. It's just second nature to a kid. Battle scars, yeah. Yeah. But then looking back, you go, that fucking shit was dangerous, dude. People <laughs> died. People died. Yeah. And it, it was either through, like, electricity or head traumas. Yeah. But, I mean... When you're a kid you're and you're just, yeah, have like unsupervised water park and rides, it's the greatest place in the world. It's like me and a lot of my friends thinking back on Catholic school in Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like some fucked up stuff happened. Some people died. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, yeah, we're all the, I, I was Catholic high school. We're all the same breed here. Oh, same nice. Upbringing. Well, it's it's funny though because like it recently there was a some little like fair or amusement park I think somewhere in Ohio where they had one of those metal slides where you go down in a fucking burlap sack. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that it they opened it and then it was open for like an hour and a half and then they <laughs> shut it down because there was way too many people just like fucking banging their heads and shit like that and I just I think back to like the action park and stuff like that and I was like man like. That should have been running 24 7, 365. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, wipe the blood off, send the next person. Here's your dollar Windex, ticket. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. So, um, uh, so your special's coming out on YouTube. Yep. Yep. Special. So we're recording comes this out. on the, the eve of the eve of the special, correct? Yes. That's true. Uh, Thursday, October 6th. Uh, Check Right is the name of it. Very happy with it. Looks really cool. We worked hard on it. I think you guys will like it. And uh, yeah, just on the YouTube for free. And if you if you like it, come see me on the road. Tell a friend. Get those views up. You're, are you, you're coming to Pottstown, right? 
I'm gonna be there on Saturday. That's right. Uh, Soul Joel's and uh, bringing a bunch of great comics with me. Not a bunch, two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> three's a bunch. Yeah, out of five. I'm bringing three a lot of, of comics. Well, two are only good though. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Katie Boyle, Mike Rowland, some New York City kids, and uh, it'll be really fun time. Uh, I love Soul Joel's, man. It's really a cool venue, and I, I'm I haven't been to this new dome yet but I yeah i went Joel. to the I, I saw soder actually at the uh in oh the sand. nice when, when you had to bring the when they give you a beach chair when you walk in yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah it was rad they set you up with they, and they're like here here's your seat and it's like i looked right at him i'm a big dude we're all big dudes and i'm like yeah that's that's not gonna work for me <laughs> yeah, like, i'm exactly. going i might as well just sit in the sand he's always so proud of that sand he's like oh, we got nine tons of sand i go all right cool man <laughs> But he made it work. He made uh, he made it work during COVID, and it was really a great place uh, to get. It. it just felt like you know uh, normal times, just when nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited to get back. I've been back to uh, Souljols in uh, in a little bit, so it'll be nice. And then I'm actually with Soder in Charlotte in uh, the end of the month, in October 20th, 22nd. So oh, right. if you're down there, come check the both of the boys out. How um. How did you you could so you were one of the original bonfires, right? Yeah, one of the original producers. Um, I I also am a program director now at SiriusXM. I've worked there since 2012. So uh I was such a big fan of Dan and Big J, who I didn't know as much as uh yeah, there you go, baby. Crackle, crackle. <laughs> nice. I uh um I knew Soder from stand-up, you know, though they, they were like a, a couple levels above me and uh you know had been doing it longer than i had so uh but dan's closer to my age so i i knew dan a little bit and uh, i was more of a fan of big j so when they were putting the producing team together i just forced my way on it um <laughs> i just say i just knew it was going to be great because i knew both of them um so i knew it was going to be a fun show to work on so yeah i was there for about two years and then i uh i left to do the nick DePaulo show which you know looking back I didn't. Well, I didn't really have a choice. They they kind of made. They were just like, we need you to do this. So, uh, um, I, I would have loved to have stayed, but it, it all worked out. Yeah, you. I mean, they, you have free reign to come on whenever you want, right? Yeah, pretty much. They just go whenever you want. Just hop by. So it's uh, fun. I'll be on uh, Wednesday, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, Sick. but they're the best, man. Everybody is, you know, and like, you know, they just found such gold with Jacob and DJ Lou. Really, is the fucking quickest, best board. I mean, it's like. You know, yeah. the man's a fucking autistic genius behind there. And that and his and his his ridiculous stories. Like I'll, I remember the episode yeah. where they where they said that he used to ride to school with critters in the back of the van. I'm like, I know. Jesus I never Christ. knew that. I've shared an office with him for ten years. Yeah, and it and it just pops up. You're like, oh shit. Okay, cool. That, that never so came funny. up. It's that it's Dude. that podcast fucking gold he's hanging on to. You know. I know, and that's Lou, man. You don't. There's no put on. There's no like uh, he's acting up for the show. That's just who he is all all year round. That's crazy. And Jacob yeah, yeah, pretty much the same way too. It, the, the, you get you're getting a lot of real personalities out of that show. That was what's really that, acting for the show. That's my um. That that was what got me into doing podcasts was the bonfire and listening to you guys specifically. That's that's why I reached out to you. I was like, ah, dude, oh, yeah. I bet Fiori would do this if, if we if yeah, like, you know him. I'm like. Ah, reach out to him what the hell absolutely <laughs> happy to yeah so, so uh i listened to your to your to plan b thanks man i, I guess it. so I it's, I, it's, thank I it's you callback. it's it's old it's my first cd i'll, I'll say that it's <laughs> you know you, like 
Is that still if, a thing? Like, do you still do it's comedy albums? Like, it's still a thing? Yeah. So this special will also double as an audio album, so oh, you cool. can hear it on Sirius XM and all the streamers. Uh, I'm not printing any or pressing CDs at the time. <laughs> you know, like that's a thing of the past. But I, I have a couple like hard copies of the CD of my first album uh, laying around here somewhere. But yeah. It, it was my first album. I think I was like six or seven years in. I can't listen to a fucking word of it anymore, but uh, I appreciate the listen. <laughs> nah, that's cool, dude. I was, I was it's, I'm much better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. You also have, we have guitars in the back too. And you have, I like that we're our decor. Is yeah, man. That's, I'm digging that. That's the old strat. I got an acoustic somewhere around here, but uh, I don't practice as much as I should. And by that, I mean at all. <laughs> I I hear you, man. I was that guy that played a lot in high school and not even necessarily to impress girls because like, oh, this is a thing to do. And yeah. then I just fucking fell out of it. Like, I know it's just like I can play all the chords and keep up, but I like I'm not shredding solos or anything like that. You know, no, that, that like is that looks nicer. You know, that's its only function right now. Decoration. I have I have one of those for my dad because my dad was a guitarist like he played since he was 13. And that's part yeah. of the reason why I never picked up guitars, because like I, at a certain point, you know, you rebel against your dad, what he does. Like, you don't want to do the same thing. So I'm like, you like put on a suit and tie. Yeah, right. <laughs> I became conformist. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I actually picked up bongo drums because I knew that that would probably annoy him. Absolutely. And and, you were oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was he was very annoyed for a long time because he didn't want to turn me away from music because that was his thing. But then, right. Like, then, like, at the same time, he was like, ah, dude, we could, you know, I, this is annoying. It's making tons of noise. I, I don't really hear any progression, and you refuse to get lessons. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but, Dad, I'm channeling the music through my hands. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what I got to do. At least you're keeping your hands busy. Maybe, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> That's funny, too, because uh, so check right is the name of the special. It's actually uh, a thing my dad used to say. My I had an old-ass dad. I had My dad passed away in 2020, but at 96. Wow. So he had me at 55. I literally had an old ass dad. <laughs> and uh, same thing, though. He was very musical. He he sang barbershop quartet his whole life. Whoa. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, he was like a classic American, you know, kind of guy. Uh, like, World War Two vet. Hold milk yeah. and Wonder Bread kind of. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, he, yeah. Was an, he, he was an ex-Olympian at one point in like the 50s. I just like a cr crazy stories and, what you know, you like a, a character. And so uh, that's where I think I got my love of music from. But, yeah, it was the same way. He'd always try. He'd be like, why don't you come with me to a barbershop rehearsal? And I'd be like, no, it's the <laughs> fucking lamest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but God damn, is barbershop fucking hard to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that this this guitar actually has a cool story. I uh, got it as a gift from my uh, Aunt Sylvia when I was like 16 and um, you know, I had played it. I was taking guitar lessons, whatever, went to college and uh, came home one summer. And my friend James, who's a professional musician actually does the end song uh, that plays over the credits in my special. So nice. uh, yeah, he was a super advanced musician. One of those guys looks at an instrument, knows how to play it and uh, had always really loved this guitar, the strap behind me. And he was in bands and he was really he went to school in New Orleans. He went to Tulane. He was studying music and he asked me, he goes, hey, man, if I give you an acoustic and some money, would you consider selling that to me? And at the time I was like, yeah, sure, totally. And then looking back, I was like, ah, I shouldn't have sold it was a gift. It has some, you know, sentimental value for me. 
But in my head, I was like, well, he's going to put it to good use. So uh, years went by. And in 2015, I was doing shows in Denver, in Colorado. And one of my friend James's roommates uh, slash bandmates from that New Orleans era lived in Denver, came to the show and we went out and got some beers afterwards. And I told him, um, actually, he told me he was like, yeah, man, I have that guitar that was once yours at uh, at my house right now. And I told him the whole story. I was like, you know what? I always was bummed. I I kind of gave that up. It has sentimental value for me and how cool he was. He goes, you know what? That's going home with you. So he just gave it back to me. He goes, that's I can't hold on to this guitar. He said, that's your guitar. Because my aunt had like then passed away. And and so I I, I didn't like even think anything of it. But yeah, so that's kind of got a cool story. So like almost 20 years later, it found its way back to me. That's That's amazing. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, mine doesn't have that great of a story. My mom was going to throw it out. (laughs) My parents got divorced. And I was just like, "Ah, I probably shouldn't let my dad's guitar get thrown out. Then I brought it into the room and I'm like, hey, I got your guitar. And he goes, I don't fucking want that thing. It's broken. Uh, I was like, ah, okay, I'll just hold on to it then, I guess. So when you die, yeah, you got to hold on. I got to hold on to that stuff. I what still did your have, dad do in the Olympics? I, he actually played lacrosse for, uh, it's not an Olympic sport now, but uh, they. it was the first year that lacrosse was an Olympic sport. So uh, my dad went to Rensselaer RPI in upstate New York, and they won the national championship that year. Oh, wow. So when the U.S., they asked, they go, who you need a team to send to the uh, Olympics? It was such a new sport for them. They just said, well, I take the champions. So they just <laughs> took my dad's team all as one. So, yeah, I mean, like, he didn't even play. Like that's like what like- kind of crazy stories. He's like, I didn't even try to go to the Olympics. They just asked and we were in the like the London 1950 Olympics. I'm like, that's insane, dude. That's so crazy. Uh, they so they your dad's team was like the Mighty Ducks too of lacrosse yeah, in the fifties. Exactly. They just recruited the Mighty Ducks and brought a couple of extra people in. Totally flying V and everything. They quacked <laughs> it up over there. Jesus. <laughs> but That's yeah, Checkright is uh, Checkright's a reference to uh, my dad. This is also how crazy he was when we were little kids. His whole life actually. Whenever my dad was driving, he'd we'd come to a stop sign and he'd look left. He'd just go Checkright. <laughs> so, which meant the person sitting in shotgun position in front seat passenger had to judge the traffic on the right side of the fucking world <laughs> and my then let my dad know if that. it was clear or not, which is such bizarre. I don't like you can't look to the right. It. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. I still don't understand it. But like as an eight year, he would trust like his child. And it was so fucking weird. There's a whole big bit on it in the special, but it would just be like. You gotta learn. You learn very quickly to be accurate and give him <laughs> words that he won't confuse. You know, like one time I I was like he was like check right, and I was like no. And he he heard go because he's old, and we just sped off into fucking traffic. <laughs> Luckily, everybody was okay. But yeah, man, he Jeez. was trusting, and he went on your say so. So uh, I was um, telling that story to my friend Greg Stone. You guys might know is a comic, he's my buddy. I heard of him. And he was just like, you got that's the name of the album right there. So I actually made a bit about it. But uh, that's the history of the, of the title. Very nice. Yeah, How did the was, special come about? Was it something you were planning for a while? Was it just an opportunity that presented itself? It wasn't an opportunity. Yeah, I had been planning it, I guess. It was more motivation, Mike, to get uh, like move on from this current like slate of material, you know, um, 
I'm a procrastinator and once you give me a deadline, then I'll finally like start getting my ass in gear. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I started thinking about it and I asked uh, Liz at the comedy cellar if I could have a date. And she was just like, yeah, whenever you want, just let me know. She gave me a date like in like three weeks. I was like, that's a little soon. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, the seller, they wanted me to do it on like a Monday or Tuesday, which was, I would have loved to have done it there, but like I wanted my people to be able to come like, college friends not a town friends but so new york comedy club on east on fourth street where we shot it gave me a whole friday night so i shot it over there because they gave me a weekend date which was really sweet of them and uh you know we sold out both shows but um i i love the way it looks like i love comedy club specials you know like i like the intimacy of the club room you know um the theaters are nice and everything but i think you lose a little something in the intimacy so uh east fourth street's like a great new york comedy club room so uh we shot it there and they gave me a date that was like two months away so i was like all right i'll i'll go on the road i'll book a bunch of stuff i can run it a bunch of times so we shot it in march and uh i was really happy with it you know the shows were great the crowds were great it's a good blend we edited you know both shows together and uh there's some fun stuff in there we did some fun shit with the credits so make sure you guys watch all the way through but yeah. yeah it just kind of you know, it, it's like just the thing to do nowadays, too. Uh, like I said, it's a good way to move on from material because my lazy ass would still be doing it. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> this is more forcing myself to just like, all right, get this stuff behind you and, and write new stuff and move on, which is, like I said, the only way for me to fucking get my ass in, in gear and motivate myself to do that stuff. But yeah, it's a, it was a cool process. I, I had done one audio album before Plan B. And, you know, that was just like we just taped it, you know, one night and then that was it. You know, the, the fucking special as a whole, you know, I self-produced right. the whole production team, every, you know, every little decision, which I never thought of. It's like, what font do you use for the titles? And it's I'm like, Jesus Christ. So it's all it came out great. I love the way it looks and uh, it's it's really fun and, and I'm proud of it. And I think people will like it. So. Sorry, that was a super long-winded answer to a very simple question. <laughs> that's okay. That's what we end up doing. You can yeah. expect more of that on the special. <laughs> Which comes out Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> so the other day on the podcast, we were coming up with um, musicals that are, because there's a uh, New Jack City musical. Nuh-uh. Yeah. And Fuck in yes. Philly right now, they're doing Saw the Musical. <laughs> which that's okay. right that's what we said so we were like what other cool stuff could we make musicals oh my god silence of the lambs is the first one that pops into my head there is one yeah Come on. what are I we, how am i not hearing about these we were thinking about we were we were thinking about uh some old 80s shows so like you know family yeah. matters the musical family matters and the great thing about the 80s shows too is that they all start with great theme songs so like you have a great <laughs> opening song yeah to to bleed into the musical, you know what I mean. To the to the same degree, you could, which we also approached on the on the episode, you could go horror for a lot of those shows too. So yeah. like one of the things we brought up was Full House. Uh, Danny yeah. actually killed his wife. <laughs> yeah, and did. Joey was creative life the body. Uncle Jesse was figuring it out. <laughs> we have like a combination of Full House slash Clue happening here. Yeah, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Joey definitely seems like a fucking serial killer with his fucking voices and he yeah, could the be a beaver. psychopath. The beaver. 
the beaver did it. The beaver puppet. You remember exactly. the beaver puppet? It's insane. <laughs> yeah, he did. He didn't kill her. The beaver did it. Right, it right. Beaver. That's a serial time. killer if I ever saw one. Yep. Or what was All the that, voices talking to him. What was the thing from America's Funniest Home Video? The jackalope, where it was just like a taxidermy right, fucking right. rabbit on a on a deer. Oh my Crazy god! Crazy shit, dude. The Cut it out. I mean, her liver. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's what he meant. Baba beans. Back to yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah, TV shows are really good. That's re- I like that angle. Um, that's why I love South Park and like the animated shows will always will, you, they'll just burst into song every now and then. You're just like, oh, that's a fun change. You it know? Is, and I feel like South Park did it good, but then I feel like Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't do it good. Team America is one of the greatest things I've oh, ever yeah. seen in my entire life. It's so fucking funny. It's, and like and I hate fucking musicals. I despise musicals. Thank it's, you. I feel the same way. It's <laughs> fascinating. It's fascinating to me how like Trey Parker and Matt Stone were like, you know, they were the guys that invented South Park. It's like, oh, they're these goofballs, and it's been it's a, a insanely long running show. But then, you know, they come out and they do like bigger, longer, and cut uncut. They do Team America, they do Book of Mormon, and now it's just like their credit they do one is, about as, the Donner Party too. Wasn't there like the, like a Donner Party musical, like one of their first things? It was, it was uh, Hannibal the musical. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man, they're so brilliant. Such brilliant satire for so long. Have you but, ever thought yeah, about doing a show? Book of Mormon. What's that? Have you ever thought about doing a show? Uh, I we've we have me and my uh, friends I like to write with um, have done stuff. I always have ideas that I write down. Like I said, I'm pretty lazy so um it's funny you brought that up we uh are my next thing we're shooting a short film after like once the special is done so i grew up with my editor of the uh of my special he we have known each other since kindergarten literally now he's a professional video editor um which is nice (laughs) yeah it's great to have somebody like that um also why it's taken seven months to come out there's no (laughs) real professional line between us so and he's a drunk um but we are actually uh yeah gonna shoot a short film that i wrote uh like five years ago and we found it like we kept coming back to it we would just talk about it and i said you know what we're older now we got some money now let's fucking do it let's just make it and because it was always a really funny script because i used to just write them and just never do anything with them so it was really with the advent of youtube and being able to self-produce stuff like that why my philosophy is why not just make it you know and just let people see it it's like you know the i didn't even shop the special around at all i just wanted it out there and a payday for it would have been nice but i just wanted people to see it and if you like it come check me out on the road or you know and so it's cool because you can self-produce stuff now whereas listen 15 years ago i could have self-produced my stand-up special but it might not have been seen unless the gatekeepers allowed it in somewhere. Now you can self-produce a special and you'll get eyeballs on it because of YouTube and stuff like this. So it's a cool time to be in the, in the self creative business, you know, making stuff your own. So yeah, we are going to do something next. We, (laughs) it's a funny, weird, crazy, like we have a lot of, uh, we kind of combine combine like airplane humor, which I mean like the movie, not, not like Seinfeld airplane jokes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's with the so there's like a lot airplane. of sight gags. There's a lot of uh, I'm looking at the script right now. There's a lot of uh, like one liners and shit like that. We just like writing like that. So which and I and I don't think there's a lot of comedies like that being made anymore. No, 
And so I'm hoping, uh, you know, once we get it done, it'll it'll maybe reinvent the genre. No, imagine if I said that. Um, <laughs> I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> but like comedy, they're so comedies are broad, and like you got like Judd Apatow movies. They're just they're personal stories and stuff like that. I'm like, who? We, let's just make silly stuff again. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So that's like the next thing. That's the next thing I planned. That's cool. You're a brutal dude, so we'll we'll support you. You know what Thanks, I mean? man. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Is there is there any well, so you were talking about like the old way of doing things versus the new way of doing things? Uh-huh. Is there any kind of do you have any like longing for that old way or is like is I mean, I know we're moving forward, it's kind of hard to move back, but what are your thoughts? Yes. Yes and no. Okay. Um, which is a shitty cop out answer, but I'll explain. It's fine. Um I do miss the old way because all you had to do was be a comedian whereas now the way the world takes in things you have to be a comedian a producer an editor a fucking social media wizard mm-hmm. and i didn't sign up for that you know i just wanted to do stand up and travel around to do jokes and the old way you could do that. You know, you could do a couple late night specials and people knew you and you could just kind of, uh, you know, have a manager and do road work and, and be good. And, you know, I mean, you wouldn't be like a, a superstar, but, you know, you'd make a comfortable living. And that was great to me. That's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. But now, like I said, um, you don't have gatekeepers as much as you do anymore. So you can make a special on your own. And people will see it no matter what. So it's a little bit of both. I mean, I also think I have nostalgia for for that time before social media. And like I'm 43. So, you know, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 21. And you go back and you kind of think you're like, ah, I don't know if it's nostalgia that makes me think that that was a better time. But I mean, I, I kind of just think it was. I don't know why. It just seemed like, I don't know, it was more innocent and things were simpler. You know, like phones fucking complicate everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they seem convenient, but they c- complicate so much. Oh, so yeah. I, I guess I do like a bit, a bit of both, you know, um, it, it's it's frustrating in some ways, too, because sometimes, you know, a comedy club will be like, hey, we'd love to have you this weekend, but we've got a fucking TikTok star who's never done stand up before, but they sold out the entire five shows of the weekend. Ugh. And it's oh, like, well, you're Jesus. taking money out of my mouth now, whereas like I worked at this for 20 years, you know, <laughs> so. But then again, there are stand-ups who uh, are breaking out and, you know, exploding because of all this new uh, ability to reach people. So, you know, it's got its it's got its pros and cons. Yeah. Do you prefer do you prefer like podcasting to like or just like the actual like scripted stuff? Um, I love both. I'm a radio man. You know, I, I love radio and I work in radio. So podcasting and talking kind of uh I, I have a love for and I love producing those shows. Um, But like as far as stand up goes, I also I, I love that. I love being on stage and when you're really like in the pocket and things are, are banging, that's the funnest I've ever had, you know, and it's funny, too, because now I find myself writing more on stage instead of like sitting down and, and trying writing every single word. Um inevitably i'll just like have a thought and i'll say something differently whereas before i would like write down every single thing you know like literally 
to a like you know i would say something and then i'd in parentheses i'd be like look left you know i like i would write all that down <laughs> well like and, stage directions damn that's yeah, exactly yeah. master of the craft there yeah <laughs> so uh i i don't know if that's just like how you grow i ted alexander once told me time he's like yeah i just write on stage now and i remember thinking i was like i could never fucking do that and now i find that that's my preferred way so and then just going back and listening and then adding something new so yeah i still like the stage but i mean fucking i love i love podcasting i love how again it's anybody can do it and you can find your audience and that's a great thing you know so i feel about chicken nuggets yes like like sometimes you want a burger but you get the nuggets anyway and i was never a nugget totally. fan and then i started incorporating the nuggets into the meal and now I get burgers and nuggets like every absolutely. Time. You're a I fucking amateur if you get a burger with no nuggets. <laughs> that is amateur. That's fucking. I like how you shit. went. Let me let me get an analogy. Andy will understand. <laughs> food to food. All of us get that analogy. <laughs> are we wait? Are we putting the nuggets on the burger or are we using them instead of fries? Pete, you know, I got to tell you, I said this to you before. You're an innovator because I never even thought to put the nuggets on the burger. Same. Me neither. And, and now I really want to try that. Oh, I'm fucking doing it tonight. The, the McGang Bang is the greatest thing in the world. That's that's great. Andy, you know, you, you know the you know the McGang Bang? No, I thought you just created it right there. I oh, thought, this guy's a fucking genius. So when I was he in college, when I was in college, we had we had a McDonald's on campus, and the McGang Bang became so legendary. You could go up to the counter and be like, "Yo, slide me a McGang Bang," and they would do it. It's <laughs> And they changed up the menu so you couldn't do this anymore. But it used to be a double cheeseburger and a McChicken. 99 cent, 99 cent. And what you do. Glory days. You pull the bottom. <laughs> well, I, I would pull the, the bottom off the McChicken because that's not in the mayo part. And then you just kind of like put it all together. Right. right. Or you kind of peel the, the the double cheeseburger meat patties. But that's kind of weird. And yeah, yeah. a little sexual. I'm picking but, up your lane. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love and, it. I and, used to do the uh, the only thing I used to, I used to do the uh, a little bit of soda from every single stream. Oh yeah, I, the so the cream pie. I guess if, if we're talking <laughs> porno terms, <laughs> the Bukaki, soda cream soda pie. Bukaki. Yeah, yeah. I did that in Atlanta. When you go to the when you go to Coca Cola World, they have you can sample sodas from around the world, Ooh. and they give you this tiny little shot glass cup. And I'm like, the fuck is this? Now, so I went and bought this. a pint glass. Yeah, and I walked it around. And just nice. kept feeding them in, and just you mix it, dude. It's great. Was yes. the Coca Cola in Atlanta at the factory the best Coke you've ever had? So I actually have a theory about this because I did McDonald's. I in, do too. I, I'll sell it after you. I did. I did McDonald's in. Um, it's. It was in Chicago originally. It was yeah, and the best Fountain Coke, McDonald's. They. The, we went to the headquarters one where they sample the sandwiches. Yeah. So they the, like when they're going to try them out. Right. So they're like, this is what our experimental sandwich is. And we got to try a couple of them. I don't remember what they were called because I was in such a blissful place. <laughs> like, I was just so happy. I'd like to, it'd be like t explaining what God looks like in heaven because that's what it was <laughs> for me for these burgers. I don't remember what I had, but I remember it being glorious. There was angels singing trumpets. But yes, I, I so I didn't actually have regular Coke, but the other stuff that I had, I remember there was a watermelon soda that just blew my fucking mind. And I was like, <laughs> I could drink gallons of this. This is so good. Oh, did know? they have other like non uh, thing like things they don't have for sale in well, the it was, like it so was like the they, Willy they Wonka like, country sodas. Oh, that is fucking rad. Yeah, I only see. asked you because, and I guess it's a little different. I went to uh, Anheuser Busch's uh, brewery okay. in St. Louis one time when I was there doing shows, and um, a friend of mine from high school's um, 
uh, father used to work for Anheuser Busch. So when I, he was when I was there, he said, "Come down, come to the brewery. I'll give you the whole tour." And when you go on the guided tour, you get to see the Clydesdales and the hops and the barley and all that shit. And then you get to the tasting room, and they give you that little uh, fucking cup you get at the dentist to spit <laughs> out. Yeah, is and uh, they give you uh, you know whatever beer you want and that. But you know we stuck around because he worked there. We were able to have like you know a couple pints, but it was so good and fresh. It tasted like no, and I love Bud and Bud Light. That's my flavor. It was so good because it was like hours old. That's why I thought maybe the Coke was. I don't know if it's you know the it's, same. If the soda was good, I'll say this: I didn't get yeah. the sugar rush until walking back to the hotel, and then I was like, "Oh man, oh the I'm coming down off of that high." <laughs> nice, yeah. <clears throat> but I will say this: being from PA, if you go to Hershey. And you have a, a Hershey bar fresh off, fresh off the line. Yeah, there ain't there ain't chocolate that can top that. And I I've never been to Switzerland, but I I can't think that they would be better than that than the, than the PA Dutch making that Hershey bar because anything man, fresh off a line is the best. I was I in like Omaha, right. Nebraska, and I caught a Krispy Kreme. I watched it get fucking jizzed on by the oh. icer, and they basically handed it to us, and it was still warm and co- holy shit. Shit, I Still fucking could have had like twelve Catholic of them. High school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything uh, fresh off, right off the off the presses, is the way to go. Right from the teat. Yeah. Uh so so you're from you're from Marstown, but you yeah. you you're you're New York fan sports. All New York sports. I'm a Rangers fan first, um, and then Yankees, Knicks. I don't really give a shit about the NBA, but yeah, Giants. Um, so I grew up close enough to New York city, uh, and I played ice hockey from a very early age. So hockey is oh, okay. my favorite. And we had this, the devils were a team in like 1982. They were the Colorado Rockies. And then they came over in like 82, but where I was like three years old and they came in on a pay channel called sports channel. So it was like okay. a premium like channel. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, didn't give a shit about paying. We never had HBO or cinema. We never had any premium channel. We had basic, basic cable. But the MSG network came in on our basic cable package. So they at the time showed the Yankees and the Rangers. So I grew up just watching New York sports. Did you, you get? Do you get a lot of wrestling too? Because that was they used to go at a uh, garden all the time. Yeah, we did, and we also had the Meadowlands right there too. Brendan Byrne Arena back in the day, which oh, is yeah. actually I went. I used to love wrestling, and then I saw my dad took me one time. My dad hated it, but was good <laughs> enough to go with me one time. I saw Ultimate Warrior was my guy. We saw Ultimate Fuck Warrior. Yes, <laughs> I'm with you, wrestle? Andy. Yeah, I can't remember who he wrestled, but I think it was for the Intercontinental Belt at the time. And I remember it was the greatest night of my life. The last episode, the last episode of the podcast we did, we were just talking about that fucking promo where he's talking about the plane, like take yeah. the plane. Oh, okay. <laughs> like dude, dude was that was my next dude. level. Like yeah. that was my guy. The, the fucking ropes and I was man. He knew how to amp up a crowd. I love. Did, did you ever see his later stuff where he did like uh, public speaking and? He like bashed, uh, like well, bashed a lot of uh, minorities and stuff. And <laughs> didn't go so great. Fuck. Uh, I did see that. What I'm we saying can, is, we can cut that part. What I said, right? We can cut that. What I'm saying it. is, we're saying that Pete is a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I just shaved my head. Ran, Stop. <laughs> if he would have ran out with tassels and shaking ropes, it might have gone better for him. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
the ultimate race of people, if you ask me. <laughs> that was this, that was the whole fucking under under right the underline. He is yeah, I think he passed yeah, away. He died the day after he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh Isn't shit, that crazy? that's right. I think I watched. Up. Yeah, fuck. Man, those fucking steroids fuck these guys' hearts up. Oh, dude, yeah. There's and it's sad too because like the guys you don't want to go go, but then like Disco Inferno is still fucking walking around talking to people. <laughs> it's like Razor Ramon dies, but fucking Alex Wright is still fucking dancing around with people. It pisses me <laughs> off. Not that I wish death on anybody. I don't want to cut. I came off very morbid in this whole interview and conversation. <laughs> I don't want you to think uh, I'm a death monger. All I'm saying <laughs> is Jared Leto should die. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in the ring. Uh, but yeah, yeah, New York sports guy. So we've had our I've had I've had great uh, you know, I've had championships and Villanova's won a couple national titles. That's been oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've had some, you know, I, I just I want one more Rangers Stanley Cup before I go. You know, it's been once in since nineteen forty. I was gonna say he was the OJ. OJ. Right? Wasn't but that that I, was know. when OJ was that was when OJ was doing yeah, it. Right? Yeah, June seventeenth, ninety four. There's a documentary that about that. I when you say a- when OJ was doing his thing, that can lead, <laughs> especially for a non-sports fan like myself. I'm like, I thought you just said we were trying to turn it around from the more. Well, and and you got a Buffalo sports guy here. So I'm like, wait, what the fuck were we talking about with OJ? Going, That's like, funny. The, let me just say this. Not the electric factory. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Buffalo this year. Ooh, I'm. I'm not putting anything out there, but I know uh, it's, it's nervous. So it's good. nervous, but you got to feel good. Feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Feels so good. Yeah. I know. And, we took all we took fucking all our guys, Dayball and Joe Shine. We're just like we're copying Buffalo as a Giants team right now. I like yeah, him a lot too. And Dayball Dayball's a an asset, man. He's so good. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, we uh yeah, big sports guy. Did you so was that like a that so that was a natural thing? It wasn't like you, you had you were forced to choose. Yeah, no, I mean, my dad and my grandfather were huge Yankees fans, and like my dad, you know, they saw DiMaggio and plant, oh, like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yes, like <laughs> wow. all that history. I, I, I couldn't be a fucking Mets fan, you know, so uh, like they were older than the Mets, so like, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't fucking Mets fans, and then uh, hockey was my thing. My, my, I got into it. My mom tells the story that. I was in a play group when I was four years old and it was uh, during the summer and it was like her turn to decide what the group would do for the, like the play date. And she was like, it was so hot out. And I saw a commercial for public skating at the, at the indoor rink. She thought it would just be a cool thing to do. Like get us out of the heat. She was like, you just took to it like a duck to water. And then she's like, then we couldn't get you away from the, all. Oh, it was just hockey for hockey, hockey. And so my dad just, you know, started watching it with me became a rangers fan just because we you know we he loved the game because i played it and then uh yeah like i said i don't give a shit about the nba really like it's actually fun that there's a villanova guy jalen brunson on the knicks this year yeah yeah and so i'm like oh maybe i'll watch that i love i love the college game i love march madness it's so fun i love the brackets yeah and uh it, it feels natural and and real and pure and like i just watch the nba i'm like these guys don't give a shit they're fucking all you know so it doesn't make me care about it at all. And then, yeah, football. I love football. So that's uh, so I I was I was. So it's tough to be in Philly and not like Philly teams. I, keep, yeah, much- I was there for four years when yeah. the McNabb and then we're going to the NFC championship er, four years in a row. And as a Giants fan, it was just like, I'll just shut up and go to the corner. It's Brian Dawkins. <laughs> it's my favorite of all time. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, 
but but so I transitioned into I make it sound like I'm changing my gender, but I transitioned <laughs> from the Sixers. Such a progressive pod to, to me <laughs> to the Golden State Warriors because I just was I loved the Warriors and I got I still get shit because I abandoned the Sixers and I was like, dude, the Sixers blow. I don't know if you guys right. have noticed, but we haven't won anything really since Dr. J. Yeah. Like this they're not good. They haven't been good for a long. They had Allen Iverson and still weren't good. <laughs> like, I know. They I still know. lost. And I'm like, I had to give them up. But Flyers, I was I was real big Flyers because, you know, the bullies. Sure. You know, we sure. beat up we beat up the Russians. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, totally. That's so relevant now. I don't know why they're not releasing a movie about it. <laughs> I know. But, seriously. We don't want to yeah, get yeah, Do you have a specific uh, like specific guys that you that you follow too or like? Like for back in the day, like who your favorite, like who your favorite player was? Mark Messier. Messier. I was gonna say he's my favorite (laughs) player of all time. He's my favorite player. He brought the cup to New York. Um, but I, you know, that was my era. Brian Leach, Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Mike Richter. Those are my guys. Was on there too, wasn't he? Who? Gretzky for a little bit. He was on. Yeah, Gretzky was on. Uh, like ninety six for uh through ninety nine, and he retired a Ranger in uh, April ninety nine. So that was cool. That was a great one. Wear the blue shirts for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I love it. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I have big hopes. I have two friends I fucking talk to every day on a text <laughs> message group chain about the Rangers. And uh, yeah, man, I just love it so much. It's my That's my shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, Pizza Sabres guy. I, I listen, I got I'm a Buffalo sports fan, like yeah. through and through. And it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, I was like, oh, I can't not be a fan until they win a championship. So I guess I'll never stop being a fan. <laughs> but, you know, the, the football team's looking fantastic. It's uh, totally the the scars of the past are still there. And, you know, at any time I talk to somebody they're like, wait, that's a team that lost four Super Bowls in a row. And I was like, yeah, fucker, oh. what about it? Like, <laughs> you know. And I remember, I remember watching him as a kid. I must have been like, because I'm 35, so I must have been yeah. like, like five or six. But I remember, man. Yeah, I think the first one was nine. I think the Giants was the first one in ninety. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that was that wide was right. Brutal, man. I just yep. watched that thirty for thirty again recently. Holy shit, that's the four falls of Buffalo. I I will. Tough. I am not too big to admit I watched it and just was at the end of it just tears. And then they did that thing yeah, like what happened. Not? Well, they did that thing like, what happened if it would have went through and the celebration afterwards was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why? Don't give us this. Let us live in our fucking sorrow. Like, we've been for the last 30-something years. You I know, like, I know. Come on. That's, but, that's, didn't you sing, didn't I sing Talking Proud to you after that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. It's not the, it's not the theme song anymore, but yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling to see. And like, you know, I don't, I don't do, I don't go on social media too much, but like football season is always a good time to go on social media and see like, I like him family. a lot like, this year, man. I, you know, Giants aren't going to fucking win the Super Bowl. So I, I'm, I'm pulling for the Bills. I love it. New York I'm sports not, guy through and through. Love it. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I know better. <laughs> I know how oh. that Hooju works for our teams. Yeah. Yeah. You start talking and then people start fucking falling and then bodies drop. I'm not down with that. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports, so <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to that segment. You're a music guy. <laughs> well, what, what are you into? What's what's your thing? Um, well, so my newest uh, acquirement here is a so have you do you have friends who who contact you with things like, hey, do you want a piece of a human? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. Like, you, no, I don't. You guys like that? Those are criminals. Those aren't friends. <laughs> Uncle Joey. Go on. You need to expand on that. <laughs> so I got a, I got a, a message a little while ago. It's right there right now. I got a message the other week, which I, I clued these gentlemen in on. And I was like, hey, I just got a, a Facebook message that was like, do you want a piece of a person? <laughs> And I was like, anyway, <laughs> can, I don't mean to cut you off, but when I was, I thought you were going to bring up music, maybe like uh, <laughs> board games or video games. You know, no, collecting human uh, bones and. Well, this, teeth. Is, this is the first one. So, I, I mean, you, you got to start the start somewhere. of a collection. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. This is how hobbies <laughs> grow. <laughs> like, you guys had to discover sports at some time. I had to discover taking in serial killer trophies. <laughs> it was something that had to be brought upon me. So he, he was like, hey, do you want a piece of a person? And I was like, where is it from? And he said, it was donated. And I was like, ah, oh, it's good the enough. Ribs. <laughs> it's yeah. good enough. Because yeah. that's what plausible deniability is. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, he said donated. You know, I don't know. When you see me on the Netflix documentary about him, that's yeah. what I Yeah. You'd be like, I don't know. Could have been from anywhere. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. Mike, Mike wasn't that dark of a guy. I mean, other than the human flesh and the and the they ashes know. from the uh, what's the ashes from, from what house? Oh, from Aleister Crowley's house. Yeah, it's like other than that stuff, he seemed okay. fun. Dark, dark shit. That's fun. Yeah, Mike's also into music. <laughs> yeah, no. and also you know music and board games. And quick pivot. Quick pivot. Mike, quick pivot. Mike we takes the peanut butter and the jelly off the knife at the same time. <laughs> Jesus. It'd be funny if the music was nothing like your other activity. I like um, show tunes, <laughs> mainly. You know, upbeat. I'm really into children's music that goes on PBS. Yeah. I don't know. I like to keep a fun, funky rhythm, something you can dissect a human body to. He's like, I'm a big K-pop guy. Yeah. There you go. Here's a, here's a square of a human chest. Gee, I real. can't. There's a crazy glare, but I can't. So what is that skin or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got a picture of the chest. <laughs> as long as it's above board, I'm I support it. Except the nipples <laughs> or belly button. I'm keeping <laughs> yeah. those, and I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you think nipples? Yeah. Those would those move first? That's your big ticket items. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. if, no. if you happen upon a human torso, right? Like, let's just say you're out walking around after a show or whatever and you're like right. oh a human torso and somebody's like oh that was donated i'll get you so something you, yeah you're picking up and you're like oh, i want to share with people you're keeping the nipples and the belly button for yourself so, <laughs> I, I i like this whole scenario you know if you <laughs> just come upon a corpse and i go you know who would like this mike <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Andy, hey, what Jimmy. are you doing carving that dead body? I got a pal who would really love this. I was wondering if Mike would definitely I'm want thinking of others. It's you a know what? Nice I gotta, gift. Let me text Jimmy and let him know so he can tell Mike. So I got yeah, The holidays are coming up, and I'm just trying to think ahead. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, good for you, man. I mean, you know, the dark web is still part of the web, and uh, it's like PBS without supporters like you. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been have you ever been tempted to go on i'm so tempted to go sure on the web, but like I don't, yeah but i'm I too don't scared i don't yeah. know like what would happen to me i i i'm too scared i don't know first of all i don't know how i would how to go there i don't know like what what the portal would be which is probably a good go thing tour 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you just know. like. I knew you were gonna know. <laughs> Mike would know. Do you type in a fucking uh just a, a different like address? Yeah, I don't so know. You, I'm too scared to, to do that stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a different browser that routes your location different. I heard. I heard somebody. <laughs> some I overheard out at a at a bar one day. Somebody else was talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if you look nice at things up. like like human torso squares, this is the place to go. You okay. look like a you look like a guy who likes pieces of human meat. <laughs> I, I just am I know, right or am I wrong? Did I overshoot? I just look, know you look like somebody you might want to buy a child. Yeah, I just know my my luck. Yeah, my luck. I'd go on there and I would like just by accident like order Tim. a human. Yeah, and they like, it, but it would be like uh, like a twenty three year old like Russian woman at totally. my door. And my wife would be like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I was trying to get goulash like, on DoorDash. Mike, yeah. this is what came up. I, I thought I was getting some web, I ordered a person. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah, I'm too scared to even go uh, be a part of that. I don't. I feel like I would immediately get someone knock on my door, and it would be the FBI or something. I would do something wrong just well, by accident. Now that we're I, talking about it, they'll probably just check in on I'm, us. I'm our our, our actually, agents, our personal agents. I'm not yeah. afraid of like of like cops, like repercussions. I'm afraid of like from watching all the again, back to the early 90s and the late 80s of all the, the media that you watch where you get a cursed monkey claw and then all of a yeah. sudden like, your family gets killed. Like, I, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, <laughs> oh, I just bought this cryptid by accident that you can't look directly at or it fucking murders you. Like, no, that's what I'm afraid of. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I, I got know. This resurrected I'm scared of like Native American ground. Oh, cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> totally. I don't want to be fucking cursed by a. You know, absolutely. I yeah. agree with you. Bad scary for me anyway. No, no I assume that Steve is fine with me having his chest. I don't know his real what his real name was. You call him Steve. We're calling Steve. 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 <laughs> That's when you I know, know when you name because him. Because I saw a picture of the full torso, and there's a little bit of hair on that that piece. That doesn't mean anything nowadays. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I like gave him a personality and everything. <laughs> what you should like we do life. this weekend, Steve? <laughs> going to be rainy. Right we'll probably just stay at home and watch heads. Emily in Paris. Steve, Steve, what was your Steve's Emily favorite? Emily in Paris. <laughs> Steve I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get him a gangbang because that was what Steve would have done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve would have really loved this. No sandwich. tomato. Steve, Steve doesn't like to tomato. He hates tomatoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's fantastic. <laughs> if it's the decor, I live in a doctor's office. So that's where we're recording from, actually. Oh, really? All right. It's converted. I didn't think it could get any creepier, but you, it did. It did. <laughs> oh, we were welcome. Listen, we can go. Doctor, no. <laughs> There's no undertow. We can go straight down to the bottom. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking carte blanche over here. You can get anything you want. As long as I pay my rent on time, I can take all the pieces of torso I need. It's good little business. Boo. I know a guy. You're in the I know. Market. We took a weird turn. <laughs> I can get you a string of Aboriginal teeth. <laughs> well, I do have a bag of teeth. Of course, that's your fucking nope. starter kit. I'm just Are you kidding. I me? think I'm just going to stop because every time I think I'm, every time I think I pushed it past that line, okay. here comes Mike running up from behind, winning the race. <laughs> the person, the person who sent me those, made sure to put in the note they are human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> this well, that like seems like an easy get. Teeth seems like your first foray into the world of oh, yeah. human collecting you could probably i mean you could probably get it at a hockey game 
be honest, you probably get in a hockey game. You probably get in a fucking dentist's office. Yeah, you know, yeah, so like ferry inside of a uh, the alleyway behind a bar. Hang out long enough, you know, you'll find one. <laughs> Absolutely, Stephanie. Stephanie, yes, fucking... uh, you just had the procedure. Can you sign your incisor for me? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had a tooth fall out of my head the other like three weeks ago. It just fucking came out. Ugh. It's somewhere on the street. It just, I, it was like an old crown that just like from the, you know how they like they used to use the cement in the nineties, and my dentist was like, yeah, that just they don't do that anymore. It just wore off. <laughs> so that tooth's out there somewhere. So there you go, hey, dude. That's how Check it eBay. We it, can go it on was the dark full. web. See if we can buy Andy's tooth back for him. <laughs> <laughs> How many donated so, corpses do you think are on there? <laughs> I don't know. There's some dark shit, though. I watch those YouTube videos sometimes. It scares just the YouTube videos scare the shit out of me of what you can yeah. get on there. Yeah. No, you can definitely get teeth on eBay. I have a friend who like <laughs> not Mike. Am I the only one that doesn't have a friend that can get me? Fucking no, no, no. Uh, they like to collect. Uh, this is Jimmy's well, last episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, old time dentistry, they used to use actual people's teeth. They didn't like make models and shit. And so like you sure. can find that stuff on eBay for like just like a case of them for cheap. And I'm like, yeah. they were He's talking like, to me really about the one day. I'm like, I'm pass this up. Yeah. <laughs> I found the carcass of a dodo bird the other day on uh, eBay. I'm just making shit up now because I don't want I'm not as cool as you guys. <laughs> hey, man, we love our thing, you know. I have guitars too. You have a guitar. See, we're basically into the same stuff. You, we're one in the same. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm not very good at playing those. <laughs> yeah, same same thing. That's funny. So nobody Damn else it. has pieces of a person. No, Where no. Else? I think we're. Oh, I, think, I didn't know we were volunteer. Oh no. I think I you're. Don't. I think you're monopolizing that. Uh, yeah, that genre in this. You might have some so left. Far. <laughs> you want to you want to like you're love? doing yeah. good for the group <laughs> see if there's any more steve see if, see if steve's got anything left in you got any left over steve <laughs> <laughs> or are you gonna one day build a whole steve is that what you're working oh uh, yeah frankenstein sure. it dude yeah yeah frankenstein well, maybe if i get different square i'll ask him like how often these donations happen yeah, <laughs> donations. Quotes, I don't think we, I, I really think for the the duration of what we do here, we should probably not give Mike any more ideas. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that everything he said that's been completely off the wall in the short time that I've known him has come to fruition. And I'm like, I'm really worried that I'm going to say the wrong thing. And be like, you know, you could probably put an arrow through somebody's leg for about 80 yards. And then all of a sudden walking down Philly, somebody's calf is just going to get speared with an arrow. And you're gonna be like, ah, that's my fault. <laughs> my bad. Sorry, guys. Put it out there. Steve needs a calf muscle. <laughs> you have to get all different squares, put them together. It'll be like a quilt. Yeah. yeah, like you ever, you guys ever seen Major League? You know when they have the pieces of the uh, owner and they take a new piece off every time they win a game to make the. That's a deep yes. cut reference. That could be Steve, that's absolutely yeah, bringing it right back reference. to sports. Damn, <laughs> exactly. Right. It is. It's a sporting. It's a sporting. It's the the deadliest sport. It's the most dangerous I don't know what game. I was thinking, Sid, no one Mike would know that one. What was I thinking? <laughs> so I have to thank you too, Andy. While you're here, uh, you introduced me to a band that I had never heard of, and I really, I really enjoy them. Uh, now that I checked them out, Super Furry Animals. Oh yeah, they're great, man. I heard them on your opener for one of the episodes. They they brought you in, and I was like, oh, I fucking love this song. Oh, thanks. And I went and I went and checked it out. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is great. Do you have any any other bands that you know of that like you can recommend to us? Well, I I don't. Do you guys know the Hold Steady? 
I don't. Do you know him? Mike's, Mike's the music. Mike is legitimately the music guy. That's uh, they're kind of my favorite guys to see live right now. They are just great, like indie rock. Uh, I just love them. They're just you know just fun, positive, like old school rock and roll. They're just a fucking great. It's like the best bar band I've ever seen. But you know they're a little they're they're bigger than that. I would check them out if you if you have my sensibilities. Um, and then the next show I'm going to see is uh, Ween. I don't know if you guys know Ween. Oh, I love Ween. Yeah, Ween. I'm going to see him on days. Halloween. And the day after, me and another comic, James O'Madden, we're going uh, both nights. They're local to us. Yeah, New Hope, PA yeah. guys. No shit. So, yeah, yeah, they're dude, fucking oh, so good live, man. Their their albums are super weird. Yeah, and they're not really anything like their live show. They're a lot heavier in their live show, but they're oh, they're silly and they rock at the same time. I love that shit. So them and them and Bloodhound Gang are from the same right around the same area. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, those are like my next shows I got coming up. We uh, Hold Steady plays um at Brooklyn Bowl here in New York every uh every late. Every weekend after Thanksgiving, they always do four nights at Brooklyn Bowl. Um, How's so that as a venue? Like, I keep seeing shows. How's that as a venue? It's great. It's a cool venue. They're actually a bowling alley like on the side, too. And oh, no, sure. I don't know how they do it, but you never hear the bowling. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, you can bowl and like the show. It's a small venue. It only holds like 1,500, but it's it's cool. It's just all GA and it's a really fun, uh, close local venue. Last year, uh, it was like a fucking comedy convention. So many comics went to the Hold Steady. Uh, it was like me, Shane Torres, Kevin McCaffrey, Sean Donnelly, Josh Gondelman, uh, just a bunch of music nerds. Um, Jason Canner. It was a really fun time. They're really, really fun, and they've uh, that's that'd be my wreck musically. Dope. Very nice. Now, do you enjoy going to live comedy as well? No, no. <laughs> uh, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just I never do, um, you know, because I'm around it pretty much 24 seven. And, you know, as comics, we never sit really in the back and watch the other comics. We're all just bullshitting really between ourselves. Like if we're at the comedy store and stuff like that, we're not really watching anybody else. Um, sometimes on the road, like you'll I'll dip in and, you know, like uh, you like I'm opening for soda at the end of the month like i'll i'll watch his new stuff you know um but i'll do that once you know i won't watch every single show so i haven't gone to a show just as like an audience member the one thing i did want to go to actually the new york comedy festival is coming up i wanted to go see i think like a live taping of conan o'brien's podcast i think uh, he's doing a cool one i would go to something like that you know i love conan and i don't really consider him. he's not a stand-up uh, like that would be i think a fun thing for me to do you know but i know i don't go to stand-up at all I just saw Chris Rock. He was in Philly. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It was great. I was really yeah. looking forward to what he had to say about Will Smith, and it totally satisfied me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cool thing about like the seller and stuff like that is I, I take it back a little bit because sometimes when a guy like Rock or Chappelle, like they when, when they drop in, sometimes like if I just happen to be there, I'll go and watch a little bit. But like that's just kind of standing in the back of the room and then you know dipping out. But um. Yeah, that's always fun about the cellar. Like I, I, I was on stage with Chappelle one time at the cellar a couple years ago, and uh, that was probably the highlight of my comedy career. Like, <laughs> you just never think that things like that are going to happen. So, uh, like when it did, it was just an insane story. It was like three thirty in the morning, 
and uh it was like the sunday before christmas and he was just he was just there working on shit and the show before us ran long and i got there i had like a i had like a 12 15 spot and that was on the 11 30 show so i got there and the manager steve was just like what time's your spot and i was like 12 15 he's like not happening i was like why he's like Chappelle. and it's funny because once the first time you see Chappelle drop in when you pass in the cellar, you're like, awesome. Chappelle's here. And then the next time when it affects you, knowing that it pushes you back three hours, you're like, fucking Chappelle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out really cool because uh, at that point, he pushed the show back, but he didn't realize there was a show. After. So he came up. He was super apologetic. He was like, yo, I'm really sorry. Um, at Me and Mike Somerville. We're going to go on together. So we asked the manager, Val. We we're like, hey, could we just to speed things up and get out of here? She was like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and so we were saying he was like, All right, what time? He's like, you guys going on? We we're like, yeah, we're actually going to go up together. He was like, you want me to go up with you? And we we're like, yes, Dave Chappelle, come up with us. <laughs> so it was me, Mike Somerville, and Dave Chappelle. I have a picture of it somewhere on my Instagram, but that was really cool. We'd teach, and then he he ended up doing like a half hour with us on stage with him. <laughs> it's really how it went. He didn't really go to us for much. Like, <laughs> we were trying to just jump in every now and then. And so, but it was still, it was thrilling. And, you know, I got a cool picture from it. So, so my, my frame of reference for this is, um, I don't know if like Mike or Jimmy, I don't know if you guys have seen this show or maybe Andy, the, the show crashing the Pete Holmes show on sure, HBO. Sure. That's kind of like, when you talk about this, that's kind of like the frame of reference that I'm, I'm having. And I mean, he seemed like he did, that the whole scene justice and you talked about how the scene works and how, you know, you could be at a spot and then you get bumped. And I mean, yeah. was that, was that accurate? I mean, is it still kind that's of accurate? That sure. Way? Yeah. Sure. You get, people get bumped all the time. You know, uh, it's, it's, that's kind of one of the things about the sellers when you're, you know, one of the younger guys or newer people, uh, you have zero seniority and listen, even, you know, some of the guys who do have seniority, like, uh, will get bumped, you know, rock Chappelle, uh, Louie, some of those guys will just, you know, they'll come. Aziz will come in and uh, kind of do whatever mm-hmm. they they get stage time immediately when they walk in. And uh, yeah, like there's some guys who are cool about it. And Ray Romano is the best. He's the absolute best guy because he will actually go. Um, hey, is there a spot where I can get in? And like, he's like, I don't want to bump anybody. But if you could put me in on the end, like he's really cool and respectable about it. Whereas wow. the other guys just go, yeah, I'll just whenever you tell me to go on, I go on. And the manager is always like, well, you just go on next. Somebody and, just walks uh, up while you're on stage, pushes you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the hook, the big hook comes out. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you bump like um, it was fairly accurate. You know, there were some things that were embellished, I would say, you know, like I don't think he. uh just ran into Sarah Silverman and then stayed on her couch for like you know that I know yeah. never happened. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. You know, you're like... making a fictional TV show. It did do yeah. a fairly accurate job of, of okay. portraying like the open mic scene coming up, getting JFL, getting like colleges. They did a lot of justice to that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Because like it's it's when I watch it, I was like I was watching it because it was funny, but I was also watching it like wow, like these guys have to go through. It's almost like uh like gladiatorial almost. Like you really gotta yeah. like scrape and fight and, and to actually like do something with it and then like props to you, man. It's fucking awesome. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's a long con. You know what I mean? It's a long game. And a lot of good people, funny people don't last because it takes a lot out of you and it takes patience and delusion and, uh, you know, a little bit of luck and like the, the outside of just having some sort of, you know, funny bone, too. <laughs> so it, it's it's re- best advice somebody ever gave me when I was in open mics. It's the easiest thing to quit in the world. And I always found that to be very like if I just gave this up tomorrow, I it, it would it would relieve so much stress and I wouldn't have to worry about so many things. You know, I, my shoulders would drop, you know, <laughs> from like the tension being released. But, you know, you just it's, after a while, you just go, I don't know how I could not do this. But I mean, who knows? In a month from now, I could fucking throw it all away. <laughs> you know, like, but like, uh, guys, yeah, guys, I'm uh, starting a business now. Uh, it's it's actually taking pieces of flesh and sending it to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you turned me completely around. <laughs> Fuck comedy. I'm doing. I got a new venture. I'm working on. <laughs> Remember we talked about the dark web? I found that shit. <laughs> you heard you of guys... NFTs? Now we're talking about PFTs. Yeah, people, baby. Fungible do you, tokens. Do you have uh, <laughs> Do you have people? And I mean, you don't have to name any names if you don't want to. But are there people that you were like? that you came up with or that you like that you were friends with who actually did become dicks when they started to become like famous. Does that happen? Uh, is that a thing in comedy or is that? Yeah, no, I don't think it's not in my circle. You know, like I'm lucky and I don't know if it's just my personality. I'm a, you know, pretty easy guy to get along with. And That's I, actually I, I don't hang I wouldn't about you. What's that? You're, you're, you're when I was reading, I was reading stuff just online. I was just trying to find as much stuff as I could. And one of the things that's a general consensus about you is that you are one of the most uh, easygoing comics out there, people out there. Like you're very easy. And I mean, you came on oh, here and thanks, it's like man. you've been it's like we've been friends for like years. So I we, <laughs> we appreciate that, too. But that's what's online about you. Thanks, that's what all the man. girls that's... are saying about you. That's that's nice to hear. I appreciate it. But like I just wouldn't surround myself with people like that. I, I don't have like any sort of, you know, uh, patience for be big headedness aside from soda obviously um (laughs) (laughs) no i i yeah that's like i think comics sometimes you know we all know each other it's not a big world you know like especially in new york city we all know each other and for the most part we all have there's you know there's clicks just like anything else but you surround yourself with like-minded people with your sensibilities so yeah i don't really have and i think also you keep each other in check. Like I wouldn't let my close, close friends get a fucking big head about themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't let Greg Stone, you know, start talking. You know, like I don't know. I mean, but that's also like my really close circle has not really reached any super. You know, it's not like Big J has like Kevin Hart. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So it's like I don't have somebody like that where I can go. Ah, we lost them to the fucking you know a list. So <laughs> I'm sure I would love for that to happen. I would love one of my friends to get a, you know, become a movie star and get a huge head. Um, just because that might mean I would maybe get a small part. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, so, so I just yeah, became friends with Jared Leto. Are- yeah, Jared Leto's exactly. gonna put me in the new movie, and then you'd be like, "Fuck Jared Leto!" <laughs> Shout out, brutal but, dudes. <laughs> I think comics are pretty sensitive people, actually. Like, you know, you're always. We're, we're honest people and you're always kind of observing uh, emotions and and like picking them apart. So I think comics are pretty sensitive to that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Not to sound like a fucking douchebag, but um, 
No, it's a good no, point. I, 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 but I, I we do keep like people. We're good at keeping people each other in check. You know, just like if somebody says something pretentious, be like, "Fucking dude, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Shut up!" You know. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's, that's so fair. good. Yeah. I have friends like that. I have to keep in check every once in a while. Yeah, slap them around. Exactly, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he hates tomatoes. I don't know if you do that. <laughs> oh, he'll lose his fucking shit if he finds one slice. Tomato seeds, he just goes fucking nuts. <laughs> I see what you did there with slice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Comedic genius. Well, this is a brutal dudes, and you can find us on your favorite podcast unit. That's Spotify. That's Apple Music and Podbean. If you download everything, it gives us more likes and shares, and we can control what we do. We're looking to do things that are more interactive for you. <laughs> Yo, that shit is on. 